Hey there, it's Jenna Kutcher, the host of the Gold Digger Podcast, and I am so excited that you're hearing my voice right now because that means you're tuning in to Natalie's new podcast, Fit for Business. Natalie Jean's desire to serve others through her business is admirable, and what led her to being selected as a top 1% student of mine and she got to receive some specialized coaching. I am so, so excited that her voice is out in the world and that you, my friend, are tuning in today. Are you ready? Enjoy. Hi, I'm Natalie Jean, a busy entrepreneur, mom to four boys, wife to a SWAT sniper, and I have been gifted the task to spread the message about the impact your health plays on every area of your life. When you put your fitness and nutrition as a top three priority in your life, every single area improves, including your business bottom line. Join me as I interview some amazing women and gain insight into their health journeys, their struggles, their setbacks, and how you can overcome your own. Well, hey everyone, and welcome back to yet another episode of Fit for Business Podcast. And today we are specifically talking with my guest, Angie, and her experience doing a Whole30. Every January, I run a free Whole30 group on Facebook, and this month we are actually at about 126 members in this group, and it's growing still every day. And I love doing this. I've done this for actually quite a few years now, and I love doing it because of the results that people get. And the results are the non-scale victory results, and sometimes the scale results also play a role. But this group is super interactive. They are so fun to be around. And you have people that have never done a Whole30 before. You have people that have many people that have attempted Whole30s and just never completed them because we know life. And then we have people that have actually done multiple Whole30s. So a wide range of people, so much experience, so much knowledge, and it's just such a great group to be a part of. I wanted Angie to talk to us about her experience when she did her Whole30 several years ago, her first Whole30. And the reason she did a Whole30 was because of a major medical issue that she is dealing with and was dealing with. Between the years of 2005 and 2008, she was actually actively searching out for an elimination diet to help her figure out what foods were affecting her and the way that she was feeling. And it wasn't until 2015 when she did her first Whole30. She speaks so well and explains things so well, takes us on quite a journey of what her health issues were and how changing her food and her diet and her exercise truly helped her go from hitting rock bottom back in 2008 to being where she is now, so happy and thriving. And I'm so excited for you to hear her story and for sure, check out her book, The Healing Compass. You can find that online on Amazon or her website, and she'll give you that information. Angie Shikarowski is an author and a speaker inspired to show others their unique path to the happiest and healthiest version of themselves. Her book, The Healing Compass, guides readers on a journey to find more energy, greater clarity, less stress, stronger relationships, and a sense of inner peace and purpose. Angie has struggled to find this path in her life. She was diagnosed with her first chronic illness at 25 and has undergone major surgeries and other health struggles over the past 15 years. Losing both her dad and her sister to cancer led to more overwhelm and a broken heart, but she was determined to heal herself. She discovered the Healing Compass approach to taking charge of her health through small and simple steps, focusing on not just her physical health, but mental, emotional, and spiritual as well. 
Life at almost 40 is feeling better than it ever has before. She is living life to the fullest, traveling the world with her husband and three kids, and embracing the beauty of each and every day. How are you today? I am awesome. How are you, Natalie? Good. I'm so good. So glad to have you here. And we will get into talking all things Whole30. But first, I like to ask all of my guests, if you were to use three words to describe yourself, what are the top three words you use so we can better understand who Angie is? Okay. I would say that I am enthusiastic when I find something that I love. If it's like a new recipe or a good book or a travel recommendation, I can't stop talking about it. So it might be over the top sometimes, but I just love sharing all the, all the good things in life. Um, number two, I would say I'm determined. I've had lots of obstacles come my way and I've fought really hard through them. And in the past, I probably wouldn't have owned that. I would have brushed it off as saying, I'm just, I'm lucky and I have amazing support. But this past year, I've really learned to take pride in my courage and perseverance. Uh, so yeah, that boils down to being determined and, and not giving up. And then lastly, I would say that I'm happy. It sounds so simple, but I think it's important that we recognize that being truly happy often takes work. Life isn't easy for any of us. I've never met someone who doesn't have a story or a struggle of some kind and often many struggles. So when we can wake up each day and choose joy and choose happiness and choose gratitude, it has a major impact on our health. So yeah, I actively try and search out the things that make happy, bring happiness for me and for our whole family. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And you described those so well. Like I want to be like, tell me more, tell me more. So this is great. So tell us more about who you are as a person in this season of life, as a, a mom, as a business owner, and tell us kind of where you're at in life. Well, I am a mom to three amazing kiddos, a 14-year-old girl, an eight-year-old boy, and then a six-year-old girl. I'm married to my favorite person in the world. He is the best traveling partner in crime and such a great dad. We live up in Canada in the province of Alberta in a tiny town of only 150 people. And we're about one hour east of the Rocky Mountains. So it's just a really beautiful part of the world to call home, except when it's minus 40 outside. <laughs> Crazy. I'm also an author and a public speaker. I wrote a book called The Healing Compass. The book shares my personal journey from chronic illness and chronic fatigue, where I was barely surviving, to finding my path and getting to a place where I'm the healthiest and happiest I've ever been. But the book's also designed to help anyone else navigate through a season of feeling stuck or overwhelmed, whether that's struggling through a health diagnosis or life stress or a broken heart. And it's, it's based on this understanding that our health is way more than just our physical health. It's this combination of our body, mind, heart, and soul. And those areas are so interconnected and woven together. I picture it in my head like Rubik's Cube. And I think of my years of struggling through so many health issues as me desperately trying to get those colors all on the right side. Mm -hmm. But my breakthrough came, like I said, I was sick for many years, but I also lost my dad and my sister to cancer. And after going through all of that grief, I had a major emotional breakdown. And then working through those emotional issues, I realized how much was tied to the physical symptoms that I was experiencing. And so I, I really dove in deeper on how to improve my health in each of those areas by just taking small and simple steps, really simplifying everything. And that's what the book boils down to. It's packed full of tips, tricks, and tools that help healing help heal those four areas of our health and, and get us to our the happiest and healthiest versions of ourselves. 
Oh my gosh, that sounds amazing. And I know you had uh, mentioned that book to me just the other day in, a, in, in our mastermind group. And so uh, I went out and purchased it right away. And so I'm really excited to, to get that and read it. And then for sure, I feel like there's so many people in my world that I can just pass that along to. So this is going to be so great. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Yeah, of course. Uh, okay. So then obviously you have quite a story and I don't know how much of that story that you just barely touched on has anything to do with whole 30 in your experience, but how did you find out about whole 30 and then what ultimately made you decide to give it a try? I'll just, I'll try and give a little a snippet of my, my health struggles, just in a nutshell, yeah. um, because that does play a pretty big role into why I, I started the whole 30. And so, um, I was diagnosed with ulcerative colitis back in 2005. So that's a, I was 25 at the time and that's an inflammatory bowel disease and an autoimmune condition where my own cells were basically attacking themselves and leading to ulcers and inflammation throughout my large intestine. So I struggled for three years with moderate to severe flare-ups. And during those years, I became really focused on trying to merge two worlds of medicine and healing. I believe in the power of Western medicine and how far science has come in helping heal so many diseases and illnesses. But I also believe that traditional or alternative medicine can play a really big role in our health and our healing. So I followed the modern medicine that my doctor set me on and then tried adding in acupuncture and massage and yoga and seeing a naturopath. So it was, it was during that time that I really started focusing on nutrition also. I, I believed in the idea that the food I was putting in my body was either hurting me or healing me. This was 2005 to 2008. So it was before the Whole30 books and program had come out, yeah. but there were some elimination diets out there. And I had started trying a couple of those, but being so nutritionally deficient at that time, because my intestine was absorbing next to nothing and everything I ate was causing tons of pain. So I, those plans didn't really work for me. But the one thing I noticed at that time was cutting out sugar had a huge impact on my energy levels. And I was struggling a lot with anemia and, and fatigue. So I knew that, that that played a big role. And when I got to 2008, I actually, I, I hit rock bottom. I had officially went through every possible medication for the disease and none of them were working. The flare-ups had taken such a toll on me and my body that I was admitted to a hospital for an emergency surgery to remove my entire large intestine. The surgeon created an ileostomy, which meant that a small piece of my small intestine was pulled through an opening in my abdomen. And now I live my life with an ostomy bag. So my digestive system functions like everyone else's, but everything comes through my stoma into this ostomy bag that I empty regularly throughout the day. And then I have to change the whole system or appliance, it's called, every four or five days. It was definitely an adjustment, learning to live life with an ostomy. It's also saved my life and then given me my life back. Suddenly eating wasn't painful. I wasn't chained to the bathroom. I could sleep at night because I wasn't doubled over in pain and I had energy again. Since getting my ostomy, my husband and I have traveled the world. We adopted a little girl. I had two healthy pregnancies. So life's been really good, but wow, yeah. other health symptoms and, and problems continued to pop up. Most of them were related to inflammation in one way or another. So I kept trying this combination of Western and Eastern medicine, but it felt like everything was one step forward and two steps back. And I still really felt that nutrition was the answer. So I 
I sought out nutritionists or dietitians, but the first couple I saw um, basically just gave me a copy of the food guide and <laughs> a blank food diary. Yeah. Figure it out on your own. And it was a struggle because that old food pyramid was based on eating a lot of dairy and grains. And I was doing my own research at the time that those are usually big causes of inflammation. So I finally, third time was a charm. I finally found a nutritionist um, in Calgary who helped me a ton. And it was through her and some books that she had suggested that I stumbled upon the whole 30. So fall in the fall of 2015 was when I, I started my first whole 30. Wow. So that was even 10 years after you initially, right? Because it was in 2005 that you were first had all these issues. Yeah. yeah. And I know Whole30 came out initially in 2009, but then in 2015, so you didn't, you didn't hear of Whole30 yet till 2015? Right. I had, I had honestly probably seen it because I was actively searching out blogs and websites of people who had had similar health problems with me. So I know that I had seen it mentioned in a couple of places, but it wasn't until I, I bought the first um, Whole30 book. I never read It Starts With Food, although that's on my, my reading list for this January. But when I, when I bought that first Whole30 book and I was reading just, yeah, how people have had so much success who have autoimmune diseases and um, chronic pain and chronic fatigue, I was really excited to get going. At, at that point, I had been in that year, in 2015, I had started feeling this acute pain in my abdomen. And I was sent for so many tests and procedures to try and figure that out. But in the end, they figured it was due to scar tissue and adhesions that had built up in my intestine over time. So they, the analogy they gave was, it was like having a kinked garden hose. So the food I was, was eating was, was aggravating that. But knowing what I knew about inflammation, I, I still felt like there was something within my control that I could, I could do to, to help that. So I was really excited to start that Whole30. And I dove in head first. And that first week was awful. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I think a lot of people that have done a whole 30 sometimes experience that where it, it might be just some sugar withdrawals or your body's going through so many changes, right? Like it's when you remove those foods from your diet, your body and your organs actually have that chance to, to try and heal themselves. So your body's doing a lot and you're, you're feeling more tired and it can feel a bit overwhelming at first, but the, the best thing was reaching day six or day seven where things started, started improving and improving a lot. It was like, oh my gosh, like I, I woke up with energy. I, you know, I, at that point, I couldn't remember the last time I had energy. Yeah. And then within a week after that, it was that, that energy was sustained, right? Like I wasn't having a crash after lunch. It was, it was, it was just feeling that constant energy and my skin was improving my mood. It was, I, f I didn't feel emotionally unstable like I had for years where my emotions were this constant roller coaster in the past. And now it felt like that was, that was just more level. And my anxiety episodes were way down. Yeah. I just started experiencing so many amazing things that, that first whole 30. Yeah. Uh, so tell me then with the sugar, cause you had mentioned that you weren't, you knew that sugar was a big problem for you. What did your diet look like before starting the whole 30? Yeah, I would say my diet was pretty clean in the sense that well, one thing in, in living in this really small town and we're 30 minutes away from any sort of major center, there's, there's no fast food options or, <laughs> or pizza to order in. So 
we're lucky in the sense that most of our food, most of our meals are home cooked. And um, I, I believe in this philosophy of, I, I call it eating like great grandma, right? Like mm-hmm. I, we eat foods that, that come from the garden, um, meat that comes from our local butcher, things like that. Where, so it wasn't, I wasn't eating processed um, but I definitely was eating quite a bit of sugar, natural sugars, um, even baked goods and stuff that I was, mm-hmm. I was making homemade. And also leading up to that, I, I just, I felt like I was stress eating a lot. I think that was one of my biggest realizations was that I was eating when I was bored. I was eating, trying to get more energy because I felt so tired all the time. Mm-hmm. I would, I would turn to a muffin or a slice of banana bread thinking that it would give me a little bit more energy. So yeah, I think I was definitely going through some sugar withdrawals that, that first whole 30. And the, the part of that first one that I definitely didn't do well, and this would be a recommendation I would give anyone, is that the reintroduction part is really important. I was feeling so good at the end of the 30 days that I didn't want to reintroduce anything. I was scared to, <laughs> to change things up. But life happens. And so in not doing a proper reintroduction, eventually I just started eating random things here and there. And I think I did the whole 30 in September. So then it led into Thanksgiving and Christmas season and overindulging. And so it was some of those amazing things that I was feeling in the beginning were, were fairly short lived in the end. And, and I, because I didn't have any of that data to go back on as to, you know, was it grains that were causing a major problem or, or was it dairy? You know, like it's, I was eating a little bit of everything here and there still sticking to whole 30, maybe 60 or 70% of the time, but I didn't know what was causing me problems when the problems crept back in. Yeah, that's exactly, I would say my experience too, after doing my first whole 30 and my husband and I teased that at midnight on day 30, we were going to stay up and just have some pizza and, and, uh, we didn't, but, uh, we, right. we joked about it and, but same thing. It was just like, okay, we felt so great. And then we would, uh, just kind of have a few things here and there and you never really realized what ended up affecting you, you know, (laughs) when you were starting your first whole 30, what kind of support did you have? Did you do it alone? Did your husband do it with you? Was it just you and you only? Yeah, I learned a lot there too. (laughs) It was just me. And I had enough drive and determination at that time that like, I felt like I got through it really well with that. But at the same time, I was cooking two meals. I was cooking something completely different for my husband and kids. And then I was trying to, to just eat whole 30 on my own. So it was a lot of work. And since then I've, I've changed my ways as far as that's concerned. What was your ultimate outcome after your first whole 30? What would you say was your biggest non-scale victory after the first one? I got rid of that pain. So that chronic pain that I was experiencing, it went away probably after the second week. And so that, that really confirmed the, the idea in my head that it was being caused by inflammation and that some of the foods I was consuming were one of the causes of the inflammation as well. And then secondly, it was energy. Like I said, I, I thought I was sleeping. Like I, I was always sleeping through the night. I've never really had problems falling asleep or staying asleep but I don't believe my sleep was restful because, um, you know, like waking up suddenly with, with that amount of energy. And like I said, it being sustained throughout the day, that, Mm -hmm. that was an incredible, an incredible victory for sure. I would agree. My, mine was the energy as well. And I know they talk about like the tiger blood and I will say the first, maybe even the first whole 30 year. So I didn't necessarily recognize it 
but the more whole 30s that I actually did that tiger blood, which is in re referencing, you know, the amount of energy that you have really was very aware. I was very aware of it and it makes such a difference. And so I would say that was probably one of my favorite non-scale victories as well. How many whole 30s have you since done since that first one in 2015? Right. I guess I've only completed one other full whole 30. And so that was January 2017. So about a year and a half after the first one. And I, I had hit a point and that was um, shortly after losing my sister to cancer. And so I was going through a lot of grief and, and it was right before I sort of had this emotional breakdown. And I just, I felt like doing another whole 30 and getting back on track with my nutrition would start putting some other things in place that I needed to, to help in all these other areas of my life. And that time I, I also definitely noticed a huge change in my energy and, and in my emotions. And so I think being able to, to then deal with my emotions and go through the emotional healing, I was able to do that because of different things throughout the whole 30. The, the one thing I remember from that round was my husband and I had just recently bought fitness trackers like a Samsung watch or whatever. And so it was tracking my sleep. And I remember one night sending, or like my husband was away on, on a work trip. And I remember sending him a snapshot of my sleep from the night before. And it was probably, you know, 16 or 17 days into the whole 30, but it showed a 99% um, on the sleep scale, which is like, I've never hit that since. I'm like, it seems like this unicorn that, that's impossible, but but yeah, I thought that was pretty cool seeing them. That's so funny. I do the sleep part of it. Like, and I know that there's crazy dreams that people have and I've had those crazy food dreams where you're like, Oh, a donut's chasing me or something, but yeah. you actually do get that full, hard, deep sleep and wake, waking up energized. It makes such a difference and it's, it's pretty awesome. So you said you've done a whole 30, like one other whole, whole 30 have you done other like whole sevens or shorter versions of it? Yeah, I've done a lot of resets, just like the probably 14 days is sort of my standard. And I've probably done a dozen of those over the past couple of years where it just, I start to feel myself getting a little bit off or, or even after if, if it's been on a vacation and we've overindulged and, and things like that, then yeah, I'll come back and I'll, I'll do, I'll do whole 30 eating for, for a couple of weeks which yeah. just seems to just kickstart me back into, into a place where I feel like I can manage and maintain um, healthy eating after that. What changes or have there been any changes with your husband and your kids, whether they're participating or maybe you just notice that you cook healthier foods and they're, they're eating them more or anything that you think stands out with the, with the kids and the family? Oh, definitely. Well, I, I mean, I've got to the point now where I don't make anything special. So whatever I'm cooking for me is what they're eating. But um, to go along with that, there are so many amazing resources out there now, right? Like so many great cookbooks, so many great blogs and um, Instagram people to follow who have these amazing recipes. Like there's nothing about Whole30 that is boring or it doesn't taste good. It's it's incredible. And then what I enjoy and what my family enjoys without them really knowing it <laughs> is some of those benefits as well. Like I, 
I know that when I'm doing a whole 30, I notice that my kids are getting sick less from school. Um, my husband notices changes in his energy as well. And they, they won't necessarily be on a strict whole 30, right? Like if, yeah. if my husband's out for work or something, have a different meal, but still eating that way 90% of the time at home um, makes a huge difference. I think this is great. And what you said about doing the whole sevens or whole 14s just to kind of reset, I think once you kind of done a number of whole 30s or even if it's just a couple and you've really made changes to your habits, that doing those quick 14 day resets are so crucial and so beneficial that it just kind of, re- like you were saying, just kind of resets you getting back into the, the healthy habits again and getting rid of those bad habits. So what does your health and nutrition look like now as a result of doing the whole 30 twice and then putting in these quick whole 14 days? What does your health look like now? Right. I, I think it just looks more stable overall. I'll, I'll just, I'll follow a whole 30 template most of the time, just meaning that our meals are, are primarily um, vegetables and, and some fruits and, you know, and, and some whole grains once in a while. But for myself, I, I definitely notice a difference between when I eat, say, rice or when I eat cauliflower rice. And so knowing how I'm going to feel after a meal, I, I'm able to ask that question. I think the founder, Melissa Urban, she words it great when it's, you know, is it worth it? And so after doing a whole 30 and realizing how you feel after consuming certain foods, it's easy to, to look at something or it's easier to look at something and say, you know, this, this pizza night with my family, it, like I, I'm really going to enjoy it. So it's worth it, even if I feel a little bit bloated afterwards. Mm-hmm. But being able to intersperse that once in a while is, is so different than eating that way all the time and just constantly feeling sluggish and bloated. The thing I found for myself is that I didn't know how bad I was feeling until I felt really good. So I didn't realize how bloated I was until all of a sudden I wasn't bloated. (laughs) So I think the whole 30 is amazing and helping you realize some of those things that you don't even realize you're feeling because it becomes so normal. You said it so perfectly that you don't realize how good you could feel until you feel so amazing or you said it way better than I just did. But what would you give advice to for somebody else that might be looking to to do a whole 30, but they haven't quite, you know, haven't quite pulled the trigger to, to do it. What would you, what advice would you give them? I think the biggest thing is planning and preparation. Meal planning ahead of time was huge for me and in knowing what I was going to cook and, and also like trying to incorporate some, some new things or some exciting things. So even just going onto the whole 30 recipes, Instagram page, if you go onto there, you'll see so many different food bloggers who, who contribute to that page. And so finding some things that inspire you and that you're excited about instead of, I think it's difficult going into a whole 30 thinking that you're going to be stuck eating like steamed broccoli and chicken breasts for the entire month. Or, you know, the big thing is eggs, right? Everyone's been so sick of eggs. But there are so many great recipes and and easy ones too, right? It doesn't have to be complicated. Just adding some good spices to your your food and doing a whole 30 now versus when I was trying to do elimination stuff back in the day, there was, it was so hard. There was nothing out there. (laughs) Like it was, you know, without having to craft any, everything from scratch. And so now there are so many great whole 30 compliant salad dressings and, and different sauces that you can get that, that will help. And so having a meal plan and doing some prep before the, before the week starts, 
I think that's key. And for me, it was also having something on me all the time. So stuff that I have in my car or in my purse. So that if I, if I am out and about and I'm getting close to a meal and I'm getting hungry, I'm not tempted to, to grab that, that quick and easy thing that, that isn't whole 30. Instead, I'll have a, some type of a, an RX bar, you know, like some type of protein bar or a meat stick in my purse. That's, it's easy to sort of, to get that craving. And when you said about it, having recipes available to you and they're easy, I think one of the biggest things that was so life-changing for me during the Whole30 was I actually learned how to cook. And I, I can't ever, you know, look at a recipe book and if it has more than 20 ingredients, 10 ingredients, sometimes I'm just like, oh my gosh, I don't, I don't even know what this is. And it's very difficult. So with Whole30, I've found that the recipes are super simple, but they, they're different. And there's hundreds and thousands of them. Like you said, there's food bloggers all over the world that are creating these recipes that are Whole30 compliant. And so my family has really been happy about it because it's taught me how to cook really delicious, healthy meals. What would you say are your goals for 2020? What are your health goals, your fitness goals, your business goals? My fitness goals, I'd say, are to to keep being consistent. In the last month, and most of that was uh, thanks due to the amazing mastermind that you ran, but um, finding some consistency in my workouts has, has been key. And so not always worrying about the intensity of them or you know, how long they are, but being consistent with doing something three to four days a week and just having that constantly in my calendar so that it, I don't even think twice about it. It's just that I go and do it because it's now it's just a habit. So continuing that consistency, I think is the, the biggest thing for me and completing the whole 30 in January. That's, yeah. um, that's another big one for me. I'm excited about that. And then business-wise, it's to keep growing my platform and to sell more books and get some more some more speaking gigs and really try and help as many people as I can find a place of health and happiness for them. I, I think I think anyone who's feeling stuck in their life um, in any way, shape or form, it it's because they're that one area of their health is stuck. And it might be emotional health or physical health or mental health or or even spiritual health, but getting just the tools in place to to assess where that might be and then to take the small steps they need to to feeling like themselves again I just want to help as many people as I can that's so amazing and I think that your book I'm so excited to read it and where can people first of all buy your book and then where can people connect with you whether it's a website or social media let us know where we can find you you bet I love Instagram so I'm on there at healing dot compass. You can find my book on Amazon. It's available in Kindle format or um, paperback. I'm working on an audio book this year, so that'll be out eventually. And my website is www.myhealingcompass.com. Awesome. Angie, thank you so much for just being here today and sharing this story, not just of Whole30 and your experience, but just your experience with your health and how it's impacted your life and that it kind of forced you to focus on your health, but that now it's just a, a pure priority and you just, you understand that. And now you've, you know, implemented things into your life to really keep it in check and everything else in life seems to be going pretty well for you. And I'm so excited for your business and all the things to come for you. Thank you so much, Natalie. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for tuning in to the fit for business podcast. 
My hope is that you take some tips and nuggets, things that resonated with you in today's episode, and apply it to your personal health journey. I'm Natalie Jean, and I'll see you next week.